0: Original content, compelling discussions, audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter, make different, become different, adjust. And every day, we evolve, we adapt, we change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show.
1: Thank you, Neil. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com, the Apple Podcast app, the iHeartMedia app, and airing weekends on Talk 107.3 FM in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We appreciate all the places you can get the show and your listening to it. Thank you so much. Well, we had a, a fun show scheduled for you today. still going to be fun. We're going to be talking in studio with Gordy Rush, General Manager at Guarantee Media, about the upcoming football season. Talk a little college football, talk a little NFL, and sports in general. We'll get into a lot of things with Gordy. He was here only a few weeks ago, but there is news on the football front and wanted to get into that. Now, we're not going to be breaking down teams and performances right now. We've got a couple of weeks before we need to do that. May even invite Condon in for that. But before then... And I don't think I've ever done this in the opening segment of one of these podcasts in over 250. We're going to have a guest in the opening segment because this morning, this morning I made aware of something because I've been cherry picking news all week and it's been busy. That there are two potential, there are two storms that are going to enter the Gulf and will potentially be hurricanes back to back in the Gulf of Mexico that could impact anywhere from Texas to Florida and Louisiana is like right in the crosshairs of one of them. And so I had to call Jay Grimes, and I did. I called him earlier to say, hey, man, here's what's going on. Can you come on and talk? I'm sure he gets a lot of calls like that. So I wanted to bring him in here because he can give you intel on what we can expect <laughs> this over the next four to five days. Again, I'm recording this on Thursday before these things are supposed to make landfall. And I wanted to, to talk with Jay. With Jay so. Let's get him in here. So I know this time of the year you so look forward to people calling you and bothering you in the middle of the day about hurricanes and things of that nature. And because I know how much you enjoy it, I did it today. So,
2: Well, thank you, Clay. I appreciate that. <laughs> and with uh, double the potential for storms in the Gulf today, I'm getting double the calls.
1: Well, that's good. So, what the heck, man? What? What? As we, it's Thursday as we record this right now, and I'm trying yep. to wrap my head around what we're looking at for next Tuesday and Wednesday. What's the story?
2: Uh, well, it's probably before Tuesday and Wednesday that people will be sort of sitting on the edge of their seats. We've got two systems out there, and as of the early afternoon on Thursday, both of them are still tropical depressions. One. Uh, sitting to the east of the Lesser Antilles out in the open Atlantic, the other down in the west-central Caribbean. There are tropical depressions, 13 and 14, and we can just about forget those names because by Friday morning, they're both going to be named storms. One will be Laura, the other Marco. Kind of a question right now as to which one will get the upgrade first, but even that's not important. What we have here are two systems, one that's going to slide from the Caribbean into the southern Gulf, possibly as early as Sunday morning, that'll be a tropical storm coming into the southern Gulf. At the same time, that system that's currently out in the central Atlantic looks like it may shoot the gap between Cuba and the Bahamas, become a hurricane, slip across the southern tip Mm -hmm. of Florida, and end up in the eastern Gulf as early as Monday evening or Tuesday morning. So one storm coming in from the south Sunday morning, the other one arriving in the eastern uh, Gulf uh, maybe 24 to 36 or so hours later. We could have two named storms in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time. That is absolutely rare. It has happened at least a couple of times in the past, but we're talking about a couple of times over 150 plus years. So this really is... Well, it's fitting right into the uniqueness of 2020, isn't it, Clay?
1: Oh, my God, man. And, you know, it was almost five years ago to the day that we had Katrina, August 29th of, I'm sorry, five years, 15 years to the, to the day yeah. that we had Katrina in the yep. Gulf of Mexico and then Rita and Wilma and all of that. So, uh, you know, a little early to make those comparisons, but what, what you're the scientist here. What What is it looking like? What are they looking like?
2: All right, this is going to be a real mess if they do both make it into the Gulf and they still maintain intensity, a tropical storm or greater, uh, because what's going to happen is you're going to have two systems that are not only sort of working with the steering currents, but they're actually going to be indirectly interacting with one another. And it's not as if you take two systems and you add them up and you've got, you know, twice the energy. Actually, what's very likely to happen is that they, they will interfere somewhat with the ability of both of them to get stronger. Now, right now, if you like the National Hurricane Center's forecast cones, uh, both of them look like they could miss Louisiana, but we're talking five and six days out here. That's too far away to have any real confidence in ex- in the exact forecast. So at this point, what I would say is this weekend, make sure you got your hurricane plan ready to go uh, for you, for your family and for your business, uh, because we're going to be, sitting on pins and needles as we get into the early part of next week. And I, I think it's certainly possible that one, if not both of these storms, could have at least some impact in Louisiana during the early part of next week.
1: I'm so over 2020, man. I just can't even. <laughs> I can't say it enough times, and and I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that we don't have to deal with this. So, for people wondering, when you you say that if they're in the Gulf, they impact one another. In what way is it that they help each other feed off the water? Do they fight each other for the ability to be strong? I mean, what happens?
2: And you know, to be honest with you, Clay, at this point, it's really. Uh, this is one of those moments where weather people get together and they just chatter and debate because we don't absolutely know what'll happen. What I'm envisioning at this point is that the system in the Caribbean stays at tropical storm strength. Uh, but what it is going to do is it's going to moisten up the air out ahead of the system coming in from the open Atlantic. So, not only is that system out of the Atlantic likely to be a hurricane when it gets into the eastern Gulf, but it's also going to encounter an atmosphere that may be a little bit more favorable for it to maintain that intensity. And with that system there, just an error of a few degrees in the forecast track, just a slight shift west, and suddenly it goes from becoming a Panhandle storm to a central Gulf Coast storm. That the one that's the one that I'm actually a little bit more concerned about. The one that's out there in the tropics. It's currently labeled Tropical Depression Number Thirteen, and it'll either be called Laura or Marco by tomorrow. The other one will get the other name. So both of these guys are going to get a name. The one coming out of the Caribbean certainly not one we can discount, uh, but. That one to me right now may be the lesser of the two evils.
1: Wow, uh, just uh, just depressing. But I'll be optimistic about it. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's Thursday right now. By Monday, Monday. Well, actually, by Sunday. But more importantly, Monday, as people start their day, you're going to have a pretty clear picture of what Monday night and Tuesday will look like. Correct?
2: Much clearer. Uh, picture. Now, neither one of these will be here on into Louisiana by Monday, even if they sort of take a beeline towards us. But obviously, the forecast confidence will obviously, I say obviously, presumably the forecast confidence will be much, much higher as we get into Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening. And we'll also begin to see how the two may start to interact with one another. And keep it in mind that I don't want to hype this up, I don't want to get people too concerned. Right now, the forecast kind of keeps both of them. Uh, it takes the one in the Caribbean more towards Texas. It takes the one in the Atlantic more towards Florida. But the point here is that we all know the uncertainty in these forecasts right. and in the forecast cones. And do not, you can almost presume that, Something is going to change with one or both of those between now and Sunday and Monday. So the key is stay vigilant. Make sure you've looked at your your hurricane plan, and if you need something, if you need to get a little some resources, get out there and do it Friday or Saturday before the rush hits the stores on Sunday, and you certainly don't want to be in the stores on Monday. So no. make sure you got all your goods together, and then we'll all sit back and. Watch this rather unique uh, turn of tropical events with two potentially named storms in the Gulf early next week.
1: Well, if you're tired of hearing about uh, COVID on the news, you just got your wish because uh, we're going to be talking about these around here. Jay, thank you. You know, we may do a special something on Monday. I'll call you to bother you again to see if we can give people information we can push out about this. By the way, Red Stick Ready is something you can take advantage of if you're in the Baton Rouge area to get information. What about you, Jay, if they want to follow information that you and your team are putting out?
2: We're putting it up on WAFB.com hurricane. You can find it there. Follow uh, all of us on Facebook and Twitter on Facebook, I'm Jay Grimes, WAFB. On Twitter, I'm Jay at WAFB. Uh, and of course, uh, also another great resource is getagameplan.org from the, uh, the state emergency management office professionals. So you got plenty of places to find those things you need to do to get yourself ready. And at this point, you've been given plenty of heads up to get your stuff together over the weekend.
1: Agreed. He is the best. Jay Grimes, Chief Meteorologist, WAFB-TV in Baton Rouge. Thank you, bud.
0: All
2: right, Clay. Talk to you later. Coronavirus. It's changing as you and I
0: speak right now. Yeah. When the world changes, there's one place the Capital Region comes for answers. We have increased stress and the closure of schools. Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Answers to your COVID-19 questions. That's
2: pretty much how most viral illnesses act.
0: From the people at the top.
2: Truly an invisible enemy that we're, uh,
0: fighting here. The world is changing. Are you ready?
3: Expecting mothers and fathers? Family Rose Healthy Start Community Action Network wants you to stay healthy as we deal with the reality of COVID-19. Here are five tips to help you and your unborn baby. Keep prenatal visits to ensure good health of you and your baby. If you need help, Family Road Healthy Start has case managers who provide one-on-one support and is enrolling expecting mothers and fathers now. Stay safe by washing your hands before or after any encounter. You, your family, and children should wear masks in public pregnant moms stay home if possible if not limit all outings and keep any additional family members such as your children home stay informed by getting all current information on COVID-19 from trusted resources and finally stay prepared in the event you may develop symptoms or test positive for the coronavirus for additional information visit womans.org to enroll in family road healthy start call 201-8888 and give your baby and family a healthy start we'll get through this together
0: Issues, the policies, the people. This is the Clay Young Show.
1: Well, he's, you know, from the first time he did the show to the second time, I think about a year went by. And then he came by here a couple of weeks ago. And since then, a lot of news is broken, so Gordy Rush is back. What's up, G?
4: I'm happy. I'm available for a weekly segment if you like. You know, <laughs> you're hey, across the street hey, from Rafino's now. Listen. This is don't this start is good. some
1: stuff you can't finish now, man, because well, you know that that could be something a non FCC regulated recap of what happens on the on a Saturday. I, I could see that being a thing.
4: It's easy for me. I, I enjoyed the show, got so much good feedback. And, I and did it, too, man. Lots of people, good.
1: a couple of buddies told me, uh, one buddy said in particular, he could just sit and listen to us just shoot the crap about phone books and just listen to it. I said, dude, I said, that was so impromptu with us sitting in here. We had a, we had a kind of a fishbone of what we were going to talk about, but the rest of it just, it just, it was organic.
4: That's a fun thing about podcasts. I actually just did a hit with Hannah Griffin Hester. Yeah? Where, okay. You know, radio guy, and you, you know you're between the lanes. You go outside the lanes on podcasts. Yeah,
1: man. You just it's just a couple of guys. So let's let's start at the beginning of this. Yeah. Football season. Will there indeed? I know the SEC has sure. released the schedule. Is it going to happen for real?
4: I, I think there's a very good chance that it's going to happen. Th- and, th- and so, yes, I would say, if you want to say, hey, where you at today, Gordy? I'm, I'm at 80-20 that it happens. Okay. And I, I think that, uh, let's, let's get into it. what I'm concerned about is, okay. is uh, as we're, we're recording today, that Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Appalachian State have all had outbreaks. Mm-hmm. They pushed to strictly online education and... I think we're waiting to see what happens in, okay. in those those places. LSU, um, again, I give SEC credit. They're starting September 26, not September 12th. I, they anticipated right. with everybody coming back there were going to be some outbreaks. So I'm interested to see it w- the way that LSU handles it. Also, uh, just a portion of LSU's classes – Are actually in person. Right. There's some, you know, most of them, I I guess, are online, Mm -hmm. and and so I I think that if the universities, or worst case scenario, are going to to make classes online for whatever reason, okay, and still play football, and that's what North Carolina said. There's going to be football, and that's because I'm a big believer, and we could get into it about the financial situation, all the above, uh, why reasons why. I think the SEC, the Big 12 and ACC play football.
1: So let's play devil's advocate. The other side of the coin, these other conferences that have decided that they're not going to play ball this year, I think depending on what happens by November, they could be regretting that. But let's say between now and kickoff of game one, Mm -hmm. these conferences go to Mark Emmert and the powers that be and say, you know, this really isn't fair. Now we're thinking about these kids and we're going to leave millions and millions on the table because of this virus. And these other conferences are going to, quote-unquote, put these kids at risk because, you know, that's the violence song that's yep, yep. playing. Why don't you step in and stop them from doing this, the the old political pressure angle? What do you think?
4: It doesn't happen. Mark Emmert's made his position clear. This is up to the conferences and the mm. schools for them to make that decision. You know, I think the Pac-12, I think both of them made the, the decision too early. Yeah. They should have followed suit with the SEC, pushed the schedule back even though it was going to be much colder weather up in the Big Ten. Uh, but um, I think they should have pushed back and got some more intel. In the case of the Pac-12, you have California and Arizona, which is a different landscape than, than what we're talking about here in our, right. our part of the world. And then also at the time they made the decision, uh, these schools do not have the TV revenue that the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 do. Right, And so they the testing... You know, it was 150 a pop, delayed, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't monetarily feasible. Yeah. It was too expensive for them to do that. And I think since then, so I understand California, the Pac-12. Yeah. The Big Ten, I think, just had the wrong doctor in the room. Right. That kind of scared them. They had eight to six vote. It was a close vote. And um, Big Ten, I, I think, just decided too early. Since then, the Saliva Direct, mm-hmm. this test that came out of Yale with the NBA's money behind it, right, where it's $4 a test. 24 hours you get returned you can do multiple testing now mm-hmm. makes it feasible yep. for these conferences and I, I, that's a game changer for, for me and um you know secondly I, I just don't think that the ncaa's come out and said look the we're, we're canceling all fall championships except division one football mm-hmm. and we'll see how this sorts out it's too early to determine on that
1: it's interesting with and and you know we'll get closer to the season and and get you to do because you did this for me last year too the breakdown sure. of what was going to happen we we got a little time to get to that I want to talk about this other stuff now okay you you referenced it when when you were last here about what the new LSU experience or LSU football experience is going to be from a production and broadcast standpoint. Mm-hmm, yeah. Let, let's go back over that again. Some of the things that you can talk about that are going to be present this year are what?
4: Well, I, I think still... You know, it's still to be determined. But everybody okay. else at the time of this broadcast, SEC-wise, mm-hmm. uh, Auburn came out today and said twenty twenty-five thousand people, twenty percent in the stands. Alabama came out twenty twenty-five percent, no tailgating. Philip Fulmer at Tennessee, something really similar. So at some point, LSU is going to have to announce what their plans are because they got to get into the world of ticketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in terms of radio, what, what's going to be interesting. We haven't sat down and, and done done that yet. But obviously I can't go put a microphone in, in Ed Ogeron's, you know, face. For the pregame and the halftime, because mm. we've you've seen that's been boom microphones yeah. and it has been is it a second microphone? Um, I, I don't believe that you know I'm going to have locker room access. You, I would keep anybody. It's in anybody's in that bubble, the proverbial yeah. bubble for them it has to stay in there, in it, right? Yeah. And they, the last thing they want somebody like me that did the Clay Young show that's yeah. going to come in there with all <laughs> sorts of germs, right? And so I, I you know, I think we'll, there'll be some programming changes, and yeah. I, I think there'll be. Um, there certainly won't be all of the pregame passes that they've been in the yeah. past, and that you won't have the, 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 the. the you, you've been a part of it. Yes. The, all the excitement down there, right? Sid, and the locker room. I don't and think Sid Gotro is going to make the, the pass list this year, or Gino Marino. Come on, you really think so, Coach Gino Marino? You, you really no. think so? I think Sid's going to get cut. I do. You think so? I, it's, I mean, it's, you can't hey, have You can't. – he's got to understand. Steak dinner, I'll bet you on that one. You want I to? i bet you he'll be on there. Yeah, steak dinner. You're going to bet me a steak with my microphone in the hand, and I can broadcast in the 50 states and the whole world online that Sid Gautreau is illegally on the field. Now, I might get arrested, <laughs> but he'll get kicked off the sideline. You think so? Oh, yeah. You think so? Well, I'll roll with it. I, I'm, you, I'm not you, afraid so, so, of you, you Sid and mean? Dale DeSherry and Gino <laughs> and that posse, those guys who – <laughs> the greatest flag football team in the oh history of organized gosh. flag football. It's, Give them two minutes, right? It's
1: like that movie with Will Ferrell and Mike Ditka in it. Oh no, there's uh, no it's, question. It's a, but but you think it's gonna be that because oh, I mean, no people don't realize on the, the game day experience, there are two there well, there are three. You know, you you tailgate, you go into the stadium, there are people who are in the building before the game kicks off, and then there are a few of us who have been fortunate enough right. to get to have all of the above plus other access. I could see that not being a thing, but on the sidelines,
4: yeah. why, why? I, you know, we still haven't heard from the SEC. Are you going to be able to dress out for not? You know, there are no non-SEC games, but home games they could dress out a hundred people. Uh, you mm. got to think it's reduced numbers, and 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 I'm one of the few minorities that that uh, minority of people that enjoy the the European soccer. And here's the yeah. thing: European soccer worked. Yeah. Instead of so, explain footing, to people what they did that is that I yeah.
1: do think is going to be copied. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But what what did they do that was so different? Bubble,
4: no fans, three hundred people, mm-hmm. like staff and what have you, basically ran it. Photographers, let's talk about that. You're used to yeah. seeing thousand photographers on the sideline for a national championship game. Four, yeah, five, and, and like, like what's happening? Pull people. That's right, yeah. pull them out, yeah, and that's yeah. what. You know, right now LSU's not letting TV stations go and film practice. They're giving them footage mm-hmm. for their B-roll and, and things of that nature. You're going to see. be honest, it's about what you're going to see anyway. Right, right. It's not. It's not much different. They're yeah. not going out there shooting no. installation of the the top strategies. Right. Uh, so that you're going to get virtual press conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I think the locker room's going to be off limits, and and so, um, in terms of in person, it's going to feel. To me, it'll feel like a Saturday scrimmage, which has limited access to begin with.
1: That's that's actually true. So let, let's throw the let's deal with the elephant in the room yep. there, Gordy. If LSU decides to do twenty five thousand people, right? First thing is going to come to mind. Well, which twenty? Who gets to choose who those people are? How 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 do you get in line to buy those tickets, I man? What's the cost of yeah. the ticket? You know how that's going to play
4: around here. Well, I, I think that let's let's talk about the pool that's available to the general public, right? Okay. Because there's 500 tickets available for away games, and that's not going to go to the general public. Mm-hmm. That's for it should go parents, yep. players, and go yep. down the line, yep. right? Yep. I, I think that once you get the available pool yeah. uh, of let's say it's twenty five thousand, then it's going to go off TAF rank. Yeah, and from what I understand from other schools and, and ticket, it's a, it's a little bit more expensive ticket. Yeah. That's to be understood, right? And I think it's first come, first served based off TAF priority points. I and think you that's won't the make way. Make up it the money. You
1: won't make up the money. No way. Lose. You're going to take a loss. There's I mean, no question. You got a hundred thousand seats. Twenty five. Yeah. I don't care how many. There's no way you could even sell them at a number that's palatable enough no. to make any. So you're going to lose. TV contracts. Yes. You referenced, you know, this last time, and I don't think we got heavy, heavily enough into it, and, I, and I, that was one of my regrets. For the average person who is watching this, I don't think they get the intricacy of the money that is divided amongst these conferences based upon the television schedules. Sure. Talk about that a little bit, because th- that's billions it's you know, in, over time.
4: It's in flux right yeah. now, too, because I, I believe 2023 is the last year, the current agreement in which the, 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 the first choice goes to CBS. Yeah, And as we know, before COVID, CBS got up, walked away from the table, mm-hmm. and most people... Uh, assume that disney which is abc and espn that they were going to go into this package and i think that that the the perspective i bring is going to be different than most fans Mm -hmm. is that espn when you look at espn abc and disney they have the acc network the sec network and they have half of the big 12 they split with fox Mm -hmm. they also only have monday night football in the nfl and then two weekend games they have yeah. a uh, for the playoffs they yeah. they have a wild yeah. card in the division yeah. right yeah, and that's their TV package with huh. the NFL so if college football did not play ESPN and ABC would have Monday night football, and that is it and ESPN has the highest rated program, one of the highest rated programs in on cable TV in college football game day, mm. yeah. which is just Prince money yep and all of a sudden you look at from their vantage point, they have to find a way for college football to play. Add in the fact that the motivation of is that they're sitting here in the driver's seat with the new con the new contract in the works for college football. Mm-hmm. I mean for SEC. Okay. And and of course they they also have the college football playoff and all the above, right? Yeah. So we come back to this. If I'm Disney, ABC, ESPN, I am going to move heaven and earth and will play whatever amount I need to this year extra and the life of this contract going forward to make sure that these games happen this year. I'm going to make it financially so darn attractive, not to mention I'm the SEC who said, hey, instead of giving you eight conference games, I'm going to give you 10 conference games. So... We're not going to be privy to those conversations or any of the above, but there's nobody more motivated. Well, I take that back. ESPN's a very motivated player, motivated partner to make sure football happens. Because if they don't, the NFL will play on Saturday. Fox and CBS will own – they will double dip, right? And that's why Fox, oh, by the way, has the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, yeah. aren't sweating the loss on Saturday of yeah. Cal Stanford because they might get the Lions and the Bears. Mm-hmm. Which has a national appeal. Yep. yep. So you have all those dynamics and then uh, you know, without a doubt, you go to the, look at the finances of, of a school like LSU in what's it, 50, 60 million dollar hit mm-hmm. if they don't play football. I don't think I think spring football, if it happened if it was was to happen, is a mess at best. Yeah. It's about trying to play this thing right now from a yeah. from I'm, I'm talking about the business side You're of right. it. Right. I mean
1: doing it in the spring is just it's it is a mess. You know, the other thing that that has kind of come up as we wait to hear what LSU is going to decide, what the SEC is going to to decide, and this is about the other hat you wear as general manager Mm -hmm. of a group of stations, the economic impact, no matter what they decide, even in a scaled down version, is going to be pretty heavy here in -hmm. the capital region from hotel occupancy to restaurants to all of the other ancillary and, and peripheral things that happen with game day here. Hundreds of thousands in revenue go away. Kind of talk through that a little bit.
4: Well, no question. Let's let's take Alabama because LSU again, as of this broadcast, so it's not announced. Mm-hmm. But Alabama, I believe, is a twenty percent capacity, no tailgate. So, where are most people going to watch this thing? They're going to go watch at home. They're going to have. Are they? You gonna, may not you, be able to go to a bar. You're going to have home parties. You're going to have some limit. We don't know what phase we're going to mm-hmm. be in, and all of the above. And what about the grocery store and all the tailgating? And then it goes down to your beer people, your liquor people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the imp- impact, regardless uh, to those businesses, whether or not LSU plays, right? Yeah, it, it is going to be huge. And and, and you Aren't feel you for worried those about that
1: a little bit, though, because even in your business, you think about it. Yeah. If if because that's the thing, man. It's be having to stay home because I've I've got friends who you know their businesses are gone. Yeah uh you and i know a bunch of restaurant owners in town some of which are gone and not going to come back i mean it's been crazy but this is always a big revenue period for this region especially in the last 20 years no question and then this is the first time since the katrina year really that we've had a disruption of this nature um and maybe gustav maybe but katrina was different because of all the people who came up here and everything gustav was directly here I'm actually I'm not sure about what that's going to look like.
4: Yeah, and, and and so the pluses and minuses both way, both ways, right? And and for for guarantee, yeah. The pluses is, is that if there's 25 percent capacity, there's more ears on the radio. Oh, that's right. The the negative, I have LSU advertisers mm-hmm. that are, are not going to be in a spot in which they're going to advertise, and yeah. so I mean that that's the other side the side part of it. So. Yeah, I, I like it affects everybody to some sort of, uh, you know, degree but with LSU playing. I'm with you now. Yeah. yeah and if if they don't play at all, no, absolutely. I, I, I think just think they're going to play. Yeah, I do think they're going to yeah. play. I do. I do yeah. think they're going to play. You know, I, I and getting within all the medicine, and I'm not a doctor, and all the above, and, and and so forth. But I, I think again, LSU has the the, the the financial means, and they also have the support staff to do this at the level similar to European soccer, to the NBA, to major league soccer, and all of the above. I think the million dollar question is like what we're seeing with colleges. All the yeah. kids get back, yeah. everybody gets the virus, they pass it around. Is it not, you know, is it to the point that you can keep it under control? and you're not playing until September 26th, so you go through this period and then get on the downslope where you're comfortable playing football. Because I think everybody expects there's got to be a spike come Monday the 24th when students come back to school. Oh, yeah. Look at Carolina, yep. Notre Dame, App State. Mm-hmm. So now the, the
1: college part of it, and as I said, we'll get into what the team looks like and some of the logistics of how that's going to work out in terms of how we play. <clears throat> we'll do that down the road. Before, well, let me go to the NFL and then I want to come to something with the NBA that I want to sure. ask you about. First, the NFL looks like they're moving down the road business uh, almost as usual. No preseason games, so, uh, games, so they're using this time to do what they would have done a-, a couple of months ago without preseason games. How will the roster cut down and the normalcy of what generally happens between mid-July and the end of August? How does that happen with the season beginning?
4: Well, I, I think you have the same timeline, right? You've got to cut down the soap part. And then whether you internally do scrimmages and, you know, the, the, truth be told, I haven't I haven't read all the NFL protocols, whether or not, for instance, the Saints always scrimmage the Texans. Mm-hmm. And, and are you going to go do that under these circumstances? And, and so it, it certainly favors... The veterans more so than somebody that's a free agent trying to break in and and, and make a roster. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see a whole lot more transactions. Yeah. uh, You know, things that are out there and and not to mention you're going to have people. You have people that opted out. You're going to have people get sick. You're going to have more people that will part be part of your active roster in 2020 than they were in 2019. Yeah. You know, that's just just where it's at. But I, I, I'm I'm a stronger belief. The NFL absolutely plays. The NFL plays because their their TV contract this year is worth billions, not millions. Mm-hmm. And we know what the Super Bowl is worth. And and the NFL is in a different financial spot yeah. than and these franchises than than these universities. They no don't. Question. N- it hits them that they lose ticket revenues, but they could play the whole season without ticket revenues and be just fine.
1: Well, and the thing is, and skipping ahead to the Super Bowl, that's a TV event. I sure. mean, it's a finite amount of tickets that are sold for the building, but that's mostly a television event. I suspect it's going to break all kind of revenue records this, this season, year. No question. I mean, it's just going to – so you, you, you look at the way the teams are playing, and so no one's going to have a real home field advantage because no stadium is going to have capacity yep. this year. So that puts a lot more on the value of a really good coach and a really good team. Because you can't say, I'm going to go into Seattle and i got to deal with the noise and everything Mm -hmm. like that or coming into the Dome, because that's not going to be a factor. It's an equalizer for everybody. How does that play
4: out? Well, you know, and going back to European soccer, the the visiting teams did considerably better Mm -hmm. than the average. That was a part of it. You can also make – and one other thing about the – European soccer, and I'll focus on England for an example. Um, England, your, your furthest road trip's three hours, right? I mean, it's mm. not a big country, right. right? And so it's not that. I, I think the, the plus of playing at home is you're in your bubble and you're in your comfort environment. right? And we haven't heard all the travel details, have been hinting to some, but I imagine, so you take LSU, when they've got to go up to Arkansas, you know, first off, it's going to be a reduced travel squad, right? Whoever's in the bubble who is in the bubble is going to travel with the team. What does that look like at a hotel wow. when you're bringing 120, 140 people in? And and do you travel on Friday or you go up on game day, right? And not do and, and control your environment. So, I mean, and I'm sure that they've had all these discussions. So I, I what I'm saying is travel is going to be more of a challenge than yeah. it normally is. Thing, right. it,
1: this is the, going to be the biggest test of how our country deals with this virus. Football season.
4: No question. No this, question.
1: It, when, you, when you take a step back and you really want to know how well we're going to do and what's the biggest challenge, this is it this is whether it's at a stadium or places that allow tailgating or even groups of people at a house somewhere this will be the biggest test
4: no and and the thing about college football again that's different the nfl is that they're so much more dependent on ticket revenue than the nfl yeah and so you see 20 25 and i'll come back to you there hasn't been a sport right A, a sport in which European soccer, MLS, Major yeah. League Baseball. And nobody's had people in the stands. No. Right? How, how are you going to enforce tailgate? No tailgate. See. How's that work? Oh, so you said that earlier. And How's I'm thinking, that work? Okay,
1: we're going to double up the law enforcement contingency outside of, the, of, of LSU? Because you know, how are you going to do that?
4: How, how do you do? I, I'm sure you want the parking pass revenue, right? But certainly it's a fraction of it. And so you, you're not going to need 100% capacity of that. You're going to have people ride right around campus. And try to say what's tailgating, what's not. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, the game day, we, we saw some of the LSU in the press release they put out, or was it, I believe the SC, was it LSU did, you know, put with wearing a mask and some of the things, and, and they went to great detail with that. Uh, they're gonna have to do the same thing with a game day. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know a game day, and, and all the, but then you have to go and enforce it. I don't and, know, man. And so what, it, what, it, what does that look like? Right? Around
1: here, that's not going to look too too good.
4: No, I. How do you have that conversation? <laughs> you can't and get if bars to. Close. I'm one of the 25 that that got a ticket. Wants yeah. to pay, what I'm going to assume to be a higher price. No doubt. All the above, and I'm going to this. The last thing you want to do. You know, they're your customer. Yeah. And, and so, how does that conversation go? But um, I I think that's the fascinating challenge with college, right? And yeah. so, um, and, and you know, the last time I looked at the numbers. Gosh, what eighteen percent of the revenue? Maybe the football was tickets, and yeah, that's I mean, this was like two thousand seventeen. Whereas TV is the biggest thing, and also, right. you know, you got the multimedia rights contract, and you got to play football to, to kick that thing off. And that's one of the top four or five buckets that the, that they get revenue from. Um, they're going to want to try and get much tickets, especially the premium, which mm-hmm. is inside seating. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. inside seating is going to be so much the boxes more
1: boxes and everything. Uh what yeah.
4: Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think the indoor seating. I mean, it's your highest. I mean, that you got your your TAF tradition fund, the thousand or two thousand a yeah. seat. I was a ticket twenty five hundred for the season per one ticket. I, hey, businessman, I want to get as many of those booties in. The guy that's paying seventy five thousand dollars for a suite, right? But a bunch right? of
1: those guys, because I know a few of them yep. around here, they're not going to have a problem not going to the game. There's going to be a bunch of them who oh, no, don't no, no, want to no. who don't want to go. Yeah, which opens an opportunity for people who have been waiting to get those, those so, boxes so for a minute.
4: What does that look like? Even in you know, and then here's the here's the other conversation. Say the CDC comes with these guidelines, mm-hmm. and okay, it's fifty percent capacity. How do I tell Clay Young, who's been a, a suite holder for right. fifteen years, hey, you can only have fifty percent of the people in your suite? I mean, so I mean, there out. are a lot of questions, and and there's no question. The folks at LSU have, have done a good job with communicating thus far, sure. and I'm sure they got a plan. But that, it's all of it's going to be fascinating.
1: Let, so the NFL and, and college football, we haven't heard anything about where they're going to be on the with with the formula the NBA has been using, and we 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 know the NFL is going to do a little bit of that. There's already some chatter about whether or not they're going to be players kneeling during the anthem. I mean. <laughs> Please. Of course, there are. Um, The NBA has really they started out way up here. My hand's way up high. And then they've dialed it down over the last few weeks. And I think that's probably because they've seen their number of viewers fall. The NFL is going to do a little bit of that. I don't know in what package, what formula, but they're Mm. going to do some of that to start the season. What impact do you think that's going for me? The NBA, it, it reached a point where it started to be over the top for me. And then they've started to wind it back. Sure, but now I'm I'm wondering, okay, what's the NFL going to do?
4: Well, uh, you know, the great thing about the NFL, they've had a chance now to observe, watch the NBA, what that's the like, NBA is doing. A... And I mean, it's it's really when, when you have the Lakers playing and you have some of your marquee teams playing, because
1: that's the only one people are really paying attention to is right.
4: the Lakers. Yeah, and 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 you know, I mean, the Lakers, you know, had a you know, as we saw, they had a secure spot. They they mm-hmm. kind of treated it as preseason. They mm-hmm. got beat in, in game number one yeah, in, in their series against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I, I think it's a fascinating discussion, but but we'll see. I think we'll get a better indication as the playoffs go on, because the NBA regular season ratings are, are never good, mm-hmm. but they were really bad considering what other sports had had, had done. Mm-hmm. And when you see numbers that, that you know, for instance, Tucker Carlson is beating the Lakers yeah. head up, yep. and that's a niche program yep. on a niche network. You're yep. like, whoa, not that I mean, like, you know, sports is a little bit more mass appeal, yeah. in my opinion, than and cutting off half the country or whatever, fifty-five mm-hmm. percent. So, I mean, some of that. I, I think the playoffs will be a better telltale. I think the NFL will do better. I, I think long-term, you know, those are the questions that. And, and I had this discussion at lunch. Somebody asked me, you know, who who buys those tickets for the New York Knicks, right? And, and it's all corporate. It's mm-hmm. not individuals and all the thing. And so um, I, that that's I think going to be fascinating. Yeah. And I think also. You know, on the college level in in terms of, you know, fundraising is a big part of it. So, I mean, there are a lot of questions and I don't think that's anything that's ever going to is going to make mainstream media, perhaps, other than, you know, here's here's what the ratings levels are. And you got to assume there's a portion of that that. That, that maybe it's just too hot of a topic for people well, to touch.
1: Well, a lot of people turn on sports to escape some of these other things. No question. And I think in 2020, you have to have a consciousness about some of the discussion going on. No I mean, question. You get this, you're a broadcaster and a sports guy. You can't stick your head in the sand and not pretend. The dialogue is happening, especially with, in the NBA's case, you know, a, a, their player population is, what, 80%? Black, so they got to be involved. The NFL is a little bit different, and I think you have to have a consciousness. But when it gets to the point of either preaching or or something else, it's like, okay, am I watching a ball game or a symposium? And I mean, I know that a lot of some people may disagree with me saying that, and that's fine. But you know what? You don't help pay to. Well, me, let come,
4: I'm with you and come to the other side of it is, is that, I mean, one of the things that that's in college football's favor right now, yeah. when you look at the big 12 and the sec and the ACC, these are mostly Republican States. Yeah. And I mean, sure enough, you, you have president Trump and, and you have a lot of Republican leaders who got to play football, got to yeah. play football. Yeah. They're going to ride it because why? I yeah. mean, they, they want the votes yep. and the Democrats, a Democrats not going to step up and, and sure. get in the middle and, and, I don't want to be outspoken against a, a you know an LSU football base. Right. I, I wouldn't want to, or an SEC school, or something like with an election. So I think it's an opportunity for that. And I think that's wrong from yeah. from the standpoint. I don't want my politics in sports, and I don't that's, want my sports in politics. That's that's, and, that's and what so, I'm trying to say you know, and that's the the thing. I, I love Steve Scalise. I don't want I don't want to hear Scalise talk about. I don't want to hear him talk. You know, he wants to come to the LSU game, get out there and shake hands and do all that stuff. When when you start crossing it over. To me, I, that, that that's just uh, that's a tune out for me.
1: That's kind of the thing that's happened with ESPN that they've they've they uh, they appear to have dialed back some, uh, which has helped them because it, it was too much, man. And again, you can't pretend certain things don't happen. You can't pretend right. what happened to George Floyd didn't happen. I mean, what Absolutely. kind of person are you? Yeah, right. But when it goes to being this other thing, and then it's political, and it's about the convention, and it's like, yeah,
4: you know. Yeah, and so, you know, being an ESPN affiliate and and being on their board, you know, it was interesting to see that they, they had started playing in that space a yeah. little bit and crossed over and then Disney came in and shut it down. <laughs> okay. We saw the Jamel Hill departure. Yeah. And, and then they, she just they wouldn't cleaned, stop though. They cleaned up the social media and yeah. all have you. Now yeah. they go back and they I believe they they've rehired Jamel Hill maybe to do something on the on the, the podcast or something. Either huh? the podcast or the E sixty or you know okay. they've done so much of original content with that. And I want to say Kaepernick's and you know Colin Kaepernick's involved with they it. They hired him. And, and it they're working on a program on the on the plus and, okay. and it comes you know from the business side which is interesting and i I mean you know two years ago now we're in a different place obviously two years ago i believe um you know was the kaepernick nike campaign which nike caught a lot of heat for yeah but what they will tell you and haven't been through portland last november you know it was one of the best campaigns they did no question shoe sales went they know their market man right they went (laughs) through the roof and so um, whereas I don't like the crossover, I'm interested to see the business yeah, side of Nike's it. Nike selling shoes. I'm not mad at him. And, and yeah, and the thing that jumps out is that every, every other TV number is up, live sports. European soccer was up, obviously, that was earlier in the pandemic, but the German soccer league was up 178% yeah. viewer, and NBA's down, mm-hmm. and NBA's down and, and losing a nightly news show yeah. that's repeat. Everybody's repeating the same rhetoric.
1: No question. And, I, and it's the NFL is going to pay attention to that. And I think again, with the NBA, you can't say that these young men, uh, and, and I guess in the case of the WNBA, two young women can't have an opinion and, right. or that we shouldn't have a dialogue about some of what's happening in our country, but it just got to be so much. It's like, you forget you're watching a game and then it's like, okay, because I just want to escape from the rhetoric, not the reality, just some of the rhetoric.
4: And there's a time for it. You know, I think one of the best done uh, being an ESPN guy, um, Kevin Durant does a show called The Boardroom, which is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. I love that. Jay yeah. Williams, Kevin Durant, in sure. that context. Sure. Because that's what I'm going to get served, right? Right. You know, I'm going to. You know, I, I, I'm going to Rufino's. Yeah. I'm going to get Italian, yeah. right? Yeah. The guy's going to sing to me, too. Oh, there's no question right. about right. that. I'm not going to go in and all of a sudden get Mexican thrown yeah. at me. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going there expecting mm-hmm. what that is. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think absolutely more than anything, this country needs everybody moving back to the middle, and we need good healthy absolutely. rhetoric, right? Absolutely. And, and but in the right platforms. Yep. And that's my point, right? And and don't when each side starts crossing over in terms of sports and politics, you lose me.
1: And they don't, and, and so many don't even listen to each other. I mean, it's they're screaming past each other, and it's hard to get to any any real resolution but that's that's a subject for another day you know we I guess I have to ask because of what you are doing now the election cycle is coming up mm-hmm. here locally the mayor's race is going to be the really the big local race going on since Hiller was yeah. re-elected without opposition and the council races what's your game plan for the fall and and covering the election the mayoral election and everything with that and you know that really, like I said, that's really it.
4: Well, I think it's time for for healthy discussion right there, right? And you know, and and um, w- what's really appealing about this race be versus last race, and and no disrespect to to to, to Mayor Broom or you know even Bodie White, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't it didn't have a lot of sizzle mm-hmm. in that race. You oh, that's feel true. like that's you're going to feel like there's more sizzle. And I look, yeah, I, I'll be first and tell you. I think I think Sharon's done a, a nice job with this handling this pandemic with more with oh, yeah. Broom. I, think I, she, I agree. Right. And so uh but I'm interested to, you know, Steve Carter was a surprise. Yeah to me. I'm interested that, you know, I know Steve. I want to hear what Steve yeah. has to say. I like Jordan bringing a younger perspective. Yeah. Obviously Matt's been uh you know, Matt's been 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 outspoken mm-hmm. with, with, with that. Um uh I you know, Sharon. Now now all of a sudden she's gonna go back and, and run, talk about her four months and then uh Denise's i mean you've got you've got and some Tara interest still may be in, in it yeah maybe. i don't yeah I, I i haven't you know i don't know, I don't know, I don't know i'm a sports guy i don't know <laughs> about the i don't know about taxes and ML all that you, stuff right you, i don't yeah. you
1: look like deon sanders right? high stepping away
4: from that I, I you was. know tara's in <laughs> look i like terry so i didn't ask you to i think that. but here's where i'm at i think that uh yeah i don't i don't i don't have the i don't have the skinny on that <laughs> no. one, right <laughs> and, and I guess we'll all find listen, out in pretty short order. Yeah, well, you think? Um, but I mean, I think you have a lot of intriguing stories, and, and again, where we are as a country, mm-hmm. and I think it's time for some healthy discussion. I look forward more of that discussion. Let me tell you something. Then God nice. bless you. Can't pay me to go sit down and hear Trump and Biden debate. I don't no, want to see that. No. I mean, I'm wondering if that some, is
1: actually going to be the first ever presidential debate in history where one of the ma- one of the candidates drops the f bomb because I think it could happen. it could happen I'm gonna probably watch the highlights but I mean that just dude it's gonna be worthwhile I'm telling you it's gonna be a Donnybrook it's just it's no no doubt the the
4: local right but I think the locals gonna
1: be that's better because that's about ideas that one's gonna be name-calling
4: yeah I mean that's just gonna be that and 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 I cringe and not to be ugly is uh, that you know I'm just not a fan of we're in this country of millions and so many incredible people and you got Donald tweeting and you got, I mean, obviously Biden shouldn't be running right now. I mean, we can't, I mean, there's got to be a rule where we can tap him out. I don't want to see, I mean, that's embarrassing for him to go through. I don't want to see that. It was funny the first or second time, but when they, they run the blooper reel, that's, you know, that's not, if that was my grandfather, I would not want him running right now. I, I, you know, he you with me?
1: His, his, yes, I am. I'm sure his right? kids are like... Come on. Yeah. But, you know, he thinks it's his turn. That's the way that works in I, politics. I,
4: I get it's, that. It's, it's, but, it's you know, give, let me run the highlights. I don't want to watch two hours of that. I just, you it's know. Going, I'm, I'm, listen, it's going to be entertaining. Say what you want. It's going to be. I don't know. Who, let me watch. Let me. I'm going to watch the trailer. Or I'm going to watch the highlight. And if the highlight's good, I'll go back and watch the full movie, right? The
1: first time one of them fires a shot, oh. the other one's going to come back they're going to be coming in hot and it's going to go up and up and up and they're going to throw digs at each other. And I'm telling you, it could be the, I'm and it's not something that I'm hoping happens because it's embarrassing, but if it does happen,
4: I will just make sure I have a bottle of Tito's in front of me that night. How about that, right? Let's get back to the mayor's race. Let's I look forward to the hearing mayor's the mayor's race. discussion. I think that's gonna be healthy and I hope that there's multiple and we'd be well. I, I wanna hear those you know, I wanna hear those voices. Right? So
1: I think I think you're right. I think there's so many so many viewpoints among the candidates and, and you you forgot to mention E. Eric Garrard. No, I forgot also, about it. E. That's right. So also running. Well,
4: is he going to wear a cape to this day? debate? My I'm, man E. I'm begging him just, no. Come on. He's no, got to wear the cape. Don't do it, Eric.
1: He's got to. Don't do it. I mean, he might be, he might have, he might be the only person to have a faster trigger than Condon in taking off his shirt. Oh,
4: no, no. But I mean, E, you know, E, let's, He's going to be interested. They give him the microphone. It's going to be interesting. So, yeah, like you said, I think there's so many unique pers- I f- perspectives. I think it's going to be perspectives. I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, my, my I, I like the exchange
1: of... I know what the numbers say, and I'm saving that okay. for another show, or what the numbers look like in terms of this election. Because as you know, in politics... I always say politics are kind of algorithmic because you can follow trends and in between sample sizes, you can see what the numbers are doing and the public kind of is where it is and, and that's a whole other show, but...
4: By the way, I need you to give me those numbers after the show because gambling is going to be legal here, right, in the area. And there's some early lines that have been tweeted to me. So if you've got some insight, you got to help me now, I got you, right? bro. Got I'll give you some college football. You got, give me some – all right. I
1: got you. I got right. you. I got you. I got you. And, I'll, and I'll even wait until the next show to ask you about the, the NFL season and who the best team is. Okay. <clears throat> 49ers, and uh, we can talk a little bit
4: about – By the way, they let you know, 104.5 ESPN just did it. We're going to carry more NFL on ESPN, five games every weekend, Sunday night. Monday night Thursday night we have the Saints on Eagle 98.1 and I just cut a deal we're going to uh, in Baton Rouge we got a second NFL team we're going to air all their games you ready? the Kansas City Chiefs that's cool you know and I was wondering maybe if I could get you to to do the liners for the Chiefs since you're a big 49er fan
1: you got a 7 second delay I'll do them live wow yeah we got a button yeah Yeah, I'll do them live (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm <laughs> doing live.
4: They had Clyde Edwards and yeah, Matthew, right? So, sound like a central time zone
1: bar in Muskogee, but that's okay though, brother. Kansas
4: got... You are joking, right? No, no, we we have the Chiefs on ESPN. Are you serious? We have the Chiefs and we have an ESPN contract. We have a couple a couple of Niners and games but we have every the chief. Chiefs. Why not? I've got Clyde, I got Matthew, we can promote it. Central time zone. Twelve o'clock ESPN radio's giving me the Bills and Jets. I'd rather the Chiefs than somebody. How so. dare you, sir? The, the Chiefs are the world the champion? Ch- the, the, Two LSU, three LSU guys. Daryl Williams is on the team. Oh two. man! Wow! Okay. First time. This is breaking news. I don't know if release releases. We got the Chiefs. This is good. Saints, Chiefs. This is good. Rest of the NFL. Yeah, this is good, including this the Niners. Good. I
1: can't even. I can't see. I can't think of a comeback good no? enough yet. That's why I know I'm off my game right now. I talked just, to.
4: I talked to the Bengals. Like, hey, you, you interested? The Bengals won a three year guarantee. three year, and you got to carry pre and post game. I say like, hey, you're the Bengals. The Chiefs will give me the game. Probably going to have
1: more people listening here than right. in that building, even if there wasn't COVID. I, just, I
4: was like, yeah, okay, we tried. See, seriously, so you're so going to carry Chiefs. every Chiefs game. Every Chiefs game, right? We are.
1: I mean, you got more Cowboy fans around here Oh, uh, By the, the way, we have,
4: we, we have 12 Cowboy games, too.
1: How many 49er games do you have? We
4: don't have the – ESPN has a contract with 14 teams. We'll get the Niners when they play the Seahawks or the How Rams. How many Seahawks
1: games do you have?
4: I want to say i got six Seahawks. Dude! Yeah. I, nobody, you know, I, the Seahawks are part of the ESPN package. I love Pete Carroll. Have you you heard his podcast? I,
1: I just wish he would catch his tongue one time with that gum, the way he chooses. I, love I can't Pete. stand Seattle.
4: Love Pete. Just,
1: just, gosh, twelfth man.
4: I'm sorry. Dude. It's just the way, you do know you know,
1: even have do you have the Steelers at all?
4: We do have Steelers. We do have Steelers. We have. Steelers. We have Falcons, Steelers, Jets, Giants, Buffalo, New England. New England, the year Brady goes. Um, I mentioned Falcons. I've got the Broncos. I've got the two <sighs> NFC West teams. We've got Minnesota. The two we NFC West teams. We, well, we have the other two. We have, so we have the Rams and we have uh, Seattle.
1: So, and, and not the 49ers. Not
4: the Niners. Not the Niners, not the Cardinals. You see, there's
1: a conspiracy in this country against my franchise, Where? my team. This this is what goes on. Last year, you would have thought the Chiefs were playing Kansas City. You wouldn't have thought that the 49ers were
4: playing the Chiefs. I, you know, look I, look, I apologize. And then here we are. We just are want to bat- play a lot of a NFL. friend of mine
1: for a long well, the, the 49ers play in the NFL, Gordy.
4: Well, I do. But, but you know, they weren't part of all the packages that we have. They're we even, the oh, NFC oh, champions. We're going to carry more Raiders games than San Francisco games. So that, you know, those. Just an offer, but my thing was in case college football was delayed, the NFL might time shift and take those Saturday spots the first two weeks. Um, And in case something happens to college football, we'll have two NFL games on Saturday as well. You you promise you they'll probably move to those Saturday spots. So I'm going to try and get a Niner game on for you. That's all
1: right, man. I I don't. I don't. we,
4: We don't want a mercy game. Yeah, we'll get you on. We'll I just, find you know, the Chiefs. I, yeah, I'll do the
1: liners for it. If Chiefs, you want.
4: I'm going to, we'll do that. I'll send you some script.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's good. Good. You know, Andy Reed and uh you're going to, you're going to have. Uh, profile pictures of, of him on your social media Calling plays from his Waffle House menu
4: No, absolutely We have him and, and Eric Biennemi He's going to do some liners And then the, the, the Cheetos guy, with the mascot Who, He's Patrick going to come Holmes? do No, 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 the mascot The guy that's the, the cheddar Patrick cheese Patrick Mahomes No, 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 no You can't no, no. tell them apart One's animated wow. and the other one's not I tell you what They're going to send the mascot down here To do like an appearance for, We'll do a remote from your office We'll bring the mascot outside We'll give away t-shirts What do you think? That'd be good. Right? That'd be good. We'll do the mayor debate right afterwards. It'll be a combo (laughs) deal. We'll have Kansas City's mascot and the mayor debate. Draw some people, right?
1: (laughs) I don't know. The mayoral debate right after that.
4: Kansas City. Come come. you you, 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 You're joking. I'm dead serious. I'm going to email you. No, I'm dead serious. We have the Chiefs. This is an unacceptable conspiracy I've got a Cl- my I, On team. my phone, I've got a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire promo. If you listen, wanted. I'm
1: all about the guys. Right. I'm all about Clyde. And Listen, Tyron Matthew has done the shift with Truce, this virtual, and I yep. haven't done one of them yet, and I think the universe keeps me from doing it because they know when I get in there, I'm, I'm just going to steal the conversation to talk about how they got lucky because smiling Bob Garoppolo threw a, threw a pass that should have been caught, but he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Wow. That's just... Um, I mean, Smiling Bob. S- some of you will get that reference, but I mean, that's who he reminds me of.
4: You're just you're, you're not happy right now. but but
1: No, nah, um, I mean, because you come in, you say you're going to do a second game. You set me up because I'm thinking, you know, maybe we're going to talk. I, I knew you weren't going to say the 49ers. I, that right, would have been too good. Right. But you picked the
4: Chiefs. I did pick the Chiefs. Super Bowl champs, LSU Connection, Central Time Zone. I'm, I'm really trying to... Uh... You could have picked, I
1: mean... You could well not Atlanta that wouldn't have gone over well for you not here uh, actually
4: Atlanta's part of the ESPN package wow yeah. so you right a saints fan yep dad dad played on the dad was on the first roster
1: and you run stations here yep you picked Atlanta see I know what this really is about this is about 20 years of the 49ers being leg deep in the Saints and y'all have never forgotten it
4: No, it's it's just you know I I think there's more interest in the New Orleans Saints' rival and how they do and people playing against them. No, no, the Falcons than the Niners.
1: We were a rival. It was you can't really call that a rivalry. That was more like a back alley. Back then it was back
4: in the day. I I agree with
1: you. Yeah, well, I don't know that I would even call it a rivalry back
4: then, Gordy. I mean,
1: home the Chiefs, Joe Joe Montana. (laughs)
4: This is Clay Young. I can't. Ooh, I'm telling you. All I know is, listen.
1: I will do Uh, some drops. I'll do some liners for you. I'm serious. Absolutely. I'm serious. Yeah, we we can have some fun with that.
4: I'm look. We we. we, I'm going to count on you to be the voice of the chief. ESPN
1: 104.5. Welcome back to this sucky team that Gordy put on the air. (laughs) <laughs> how can people find you on social g <laughs>
4: so at Rush 3 on twitter and uh you know facebook linkedin all the above appreciate you and your listeners great people the
0: only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime there was a shooting
3: okay is someone shot yes yeah, someone is shot
0: the crime stoppers podcast with clay young
2: just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before
0: real stories it
2: was my first love
0: real crimes real people real justice the crime stoppers podcast with clay young exclusively at podcast 225.com
1: clay young here with john fabry with infinity of baton rouge and infinity of lafayette you know john people always assume when they see infinity it's a luxury brand and they can't afford it that isn't true
3: never
2: has been that's a common thought Mm -hmm. you know narrative out there that that you know, everyone I think knows the quality of the Infinity product, right? Uh, the durability. It's it's got a long track record. There's plenty of obviously experts out there that that uh, validate mm-hmm. that the cars are well built, well engineered. Mm-hmm. Of course, great styling. You got to have great yeah. styling. Yeah, you, you know, do. And uh, Infinity has that. The majority of our lineup right now is SUVs in all sizes. So yes, they're affordable, they're stylish, and they're reliable can't beat that concept and that setup
1: and the service department at infinity is without peer if you don't believe it see it for yourself at infinity of baton rouge InfinityBr.com, and infinity of lafayette infinity
0: the most important issues facing our state and our region the clay young show on podcast 225.com
1: Man. Well, let's let's be positive. Maybe maybe this hurricane thing won't turn out horribly. I'm I'm going to be optimistic about it. Also want to send out some thoughts to US Senator Bill Cassidy, thoughts and a few prayers. As we talk today, it was announced that he has contracted the coronavirus. This thing is not it's not a joke. When I hear people talk about now, people can debate some of the stuff with policies and the way we go about doing what we do. But it is not debatable, at least in my opinion, that this is a serious virus and that we should take it seriously. And I've seen a lot of people joke about it and play games. And, you know, you know, the saying play stupid games, win stupid prizes and you end up with this thing. So I'm taking it seriously. It's not a hoax to me. It's a real deal to me. So thank you to Jay Grimes for being on with us and talking about these storms that are going to be in the Gulf. You might get a podcast again next week with us catching you up on, on what's happening. You can follow him. Don't have to wait until then. You can follow him through the weekend to find out what's happening with number 13 and number 14. And fingers crossed, it's, it's not going to be a big deal next week. But yeah, 15 years ago, we had three storms in succession come through the Gulf and cause all kinds of trouble. In some ways, changed Louisiana in ways that we have never recovered from. And on the other side of that, the resilience of the people of this state and under the Gulf, for that matter, has, uh, has proven to bring about some things that have been positive. But yeah, not looking forward to it. But hey, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. And then Gordy Rush loved uh, the conversation, except for that last 12 minutes or so. I think he was probably making that up, right? Probably. Probably. I hope he was. Anyway, this conspiracy against the 49ers has to stop. When will there be justice? It's got to stop. Come on. Come on, G. You're better than that. All right, you guys, be safe. Make sure you're prepared in the event that these storms do get this way or wherever you're listening along the Gulf Coast Hopefully you're prepared if you've looked at these lines and where the thing could go. It could end up anywhere from Florida to Texas. So, ha! Huh. we'll stay vigilant, right? Right. That's what we'll do. And we'll catch you next time right here on The Clay Young Show here at Podcast225.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.